Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text hope NY in New York. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. All right, and welcome into our latest Garnet Trust exclusive brought to you by 360 Clean. I'm Wes Mitchell. He is Chris Clark, and you see him right there on your screen. A very special guest. He is former Oklahoma, soon-to-be South Carolina quarterback, Spencer Rattler. Spencer, uh, the Gamecock fans have been buzzing about you, man. We're thrilled to have you on. Uh, welcome in, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Just got out of the workout, uh, trying, trying to get right for this last month before I head up to uh, South Carolina. Definitely, man. Again, we appreciate you taking the time. And South Carolina fans, once you put out that tweet on December 13th, uh, they, they've been talking about you on social media. And, and 
I don't believe you've done any interviews yet. So Carolina fans want to know, man, kind of take us through it a little bit. When you made this decision, what was it about the Gamecocks? How did you come to the conclusion that South Carolina is the right place for you with this next step in your career, man? Yeah, for me, um, it was a spot where my family and I felt very comfortable. Um, we knew Coach Beamer uh, for the first two years. He coached at Oklahoma, uh, was the tight ends coach. And, you know, we built a great relationship there. Um, and, and, and Stogner as well. Uh, he coached Stogner and him wanting to go to South Carolina and kind of putting that in my ear uh, influenced me as well, just because, you know, we've been boys since sophomore year in high school and committed together to Oklahoma and now doing the same thing to South Carolina. So it's, it's kind of crazy, you know, how things turn out. But now South Carolina, um, the offensive schemes, it's more of a pro style offense to where, you know, you understand the lingo a little bit more and just overall better your game. And who wants to who, who doesn't want to play in the SEC? I mean, that's it, it's a great conference, the best conference of football. And you go out there and playing the SEC East uh, with South Carolina, it's going to be a fun time. So, um, you know, really that's what came to it. Coach Satterfield and me had a good talk uh, about the schemes and stuff like that and the players that are coming back and the guys we could get. Uh, it just sounded like a, like a great opportunity to, to help this team. So, Spencer, yeah, thanks again for doing this, man. Um, so walk us through the early stages of the process. Wes mentioned you, you know, hit the portal. When you did that, like, did you have some places in mind that you knew you wanted to take a look at, that you wanted to maybe go visit? Was South Carolina, like, one of those initial ones, or did it come across, you know, did that come on your radar a little bit later? Yeah, no, South Carolina was was always in my top five, just because I knew Coach Beamer was there. Um, I knew uh, Stogner was very interested, and he was telling me that, you know, when he got in the portal as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I talked to other schools, had other schools in mind, but when it came to it, you know, my heart told me go to South Carolina. So, you know, I followed it and uh, I'm excited for it. One one thing we wanted to just clear up is, you know, did you take any actual visits anywhere? Like from the time you hit the portal to the time you committed to South Carolina, were you, or was it all virtual stuff, phone calls, or did you actually go, you know, hit the hit the road and go see anywhere? I know everybody thinks I probably went to four different schools <laughs> all on Twitter saying I was in town and this and that, but no, we, we, we only did a virtual visit uh, with South Carolina because once Stog went down there and told me how, how great it was, how he felt, um, you know, w- what it was like and, and his father as well. Uh, we, I was comfortable with that. I mean, I, I know they got top tier facilities. I know they got top tier coaches. I know it's a great city. I heard nothing but positivity about it. And uh, so that's, the, the the virtual visit blew me away. I mean, Coach Beamer had all the staff on the call. Um, it, it was very impressive. So that that really tipped it off right there, and uh, that made me comfortable with my decision. But, no, I didn't visit anywhere in person. <laughs> yeah, so we, we got that one officially cleared up. It, it was rumored that you were going to be in town at, at Columbia, so yeah. that that never happened. But maybe, Spencer, give us, give us a little insight on Coach Beamer, your relationship there. How, you know, like you said, he was tight ends coach. How well did you know him? when he was at Oklahoma and then how has that relationship sort of continued once y'all started talking after the portal and once you've started to get a feel for kind of like his vision for you, the vision for the program, just give us a little bit more insight maybe on you and coach Beamer's relationship and how that's grown. Yeah. I mean, like I said, coach Beamer was there my first two years. Um, Obviously we weren't in the film room together every single day uh, because he was coaching tight ends, but you know, creating that relationship out on the practice field game days, team hotels, we'd always have meetings together um, with the tight end groups and, and stuff like that. So 
Uh, his group was actually my leading receiver. Uh, Stog was my leading receiver for most of the year last year until he had got hurt. So, I mean, just having that, you know, that relationship with him and his player, it seemed like a great setup to come play for him. And, and I, and I love what he, the path he's on right now. Um, they played a great game yesterday. Everybody looked good on the field. Coach Beamer got soaked in mayo. So that's, that's, that's a positive. That's a congrats to them. Um, but yeah, his vision is just very, very focused, very dialed in on, you know, making South Carolina the best team it can be. Um, I don't think, you know, he's fo- too focused on getting too far ahead, but just building each day and each day. And that, that's something that is very impressive with Coach Beamer is he's got a great relationship with his players. Um, you know, he knows how to communicate well and get these guys hyped to go. And he got me excited to come to South Carolina and, you know, we made it work. It was, it was a great decision, I think. Yeah, Spencer, saw your uh, your tweets yesterday on the Mayo Bowl win, and I want to get into that a little bit more. But since you mentioned it, what were your thoughts on Coach Beamer taking the Mayo bath? And what are your what's your review of Mayo? Would you take the Mayo bath? Would you rather just maybe eat it? Do you hate Mayo? Like, where are you at on this? I mean, that, Coach Beamer got poured all in that Mayo. I, I, I'm not a big Mayo fan. Um, <laughs> don't like the taste, don't like the smell, and I'm sure he didn't like it all over him either, especially – after getting hit in the top of the head with the uh, bowl they had. Um, but not a big mayonnaise guy, um, but who knows? I might like it a little more. You would <laughs> you would take it if it meant a win, right? I would take it for yeah. a win. Yeah, 100%. right. Yes, right. I, I figured so. All right, so to the actual game, though, um, you, you mentioned how that was a, how it was a big win. What did you think of just how the team played, specifically you know, offensively in terms of scheme, execution, some of your future teammates that you'll be playing with? What, what were your more detailed thoughts on the bowl game itself? Yeah, so I, w- I was traveling back uh, from Minnesota to Arizona, and we caught the last, I want to say, second half, some of the second quarter and second half of the game uh, before we took off on the flight. And I, you know, they were up, I want to say, 17-0 or 17-3, and then they kept rolling. The offense looked good. Um, DK looked good. Zeb looked good. Uh, Jaheim Bell went crazy. I mean, just watching those guys make those plays against a good North Carolina team and a QB I know very well and Sam Howell, it was it was a, a good feeling knowing this is the school I'm going to. This is the situation I'll be going to. Uh, it's a big win for the program to set things up for next year. Um, and you know, the overall scheme and overall team looked like they were hungry and, and excited. Yeah, you, you mentioned, uh, obviously, some of your teammates, and, uh, you know, you were showing some love to Jaheim Bell there on Twitter. Um, ha- have you had a chance? Obviously, anytime a new quarterback comes in, you're going to start to build that relationship with your teammates. Um, have you had a chance to maybe start talking with some of those guys? Uh, what, what has that been like to go ahead and kind of reach out and, and start to just uh, build some relationships and friendships with your, your future teammates? Yeah, no, we've, we've all caught up. You know, I've caught up with most of the guys through Instagram and DMs and getting their numbers just so we could, you know, create that relationship. Um, you know, we've been talking about how we're going to get up there and whenever we get back and, and start putting in that work to get ready for spring ball and summer workouts and, you know, soon the season. So uh, this thing is going to come by, go by quick and the season's going to be here quick. Um, and I'm excited to just get up there and start to really create those relationships with the guys and, and, and see what we can do. Now, you covered, you know, your thoughts on some of your current teammates, connecting with them, getting to know them a little bit more before you get to Columbia. But what what about some current targets that the Gamecock coaching staff is still recruiting in this 2022 class? We know that there's some transfer portal activity going after some guys out there. Which guys, if any, have you been active in in trying to recruit and, and kind of throwing your recruiting hat on for the Gamecocks? 
Yeah, you know, there's there's been a – I'm not going to drop too many names, but there's been a few guys that, you know, I've been trying to get to come play for our team. And uh, I know you guys have seen Cohen. Uh, I've been trying to get him as well. Uh, coaches like what he's doing. And, uh, you know, really there's a lot of pieces we could, we could grab and, and make this team better. So um, I'm just going to do as the coaches want me to, to recruit. And um, I'm going to do my best job. Same with Stog as well. Better recruiter. Austin or his dad, because Coach Beamer and Austin both gave Mr. Stogner a whole lot of credit um, for for helping get you to Columbia. You know, uh, Austin and his dad were talking to you know me and my dad for weeks about it, and uh, it's a great family. Him and his dad are very you know compassionate about what they do and what they want to do, and you know we we've known each other for years now, so you know we're comfortable to you know, let each other know what, what we think would be best for us and best for the, for this team. So, uh, yeah, they're both very good recruiters. You know, they really got my head on South Carolina, um, them and Coach Beamer. So, yeah, they're really both recruiters. I'll put them on an even level. Okay, you're going, uh, you're going with the uh, polit- the politically correct answer, the I politi- guess, there. Stog's a little more pressure. He, he, he texts a little – little more hey bro come on south carolina let's do it let's do it we're gonna do something special that was that was stog calling me up every day letting me know and i was taking my time at first and then there's just like a certain moment that clicked and and he texted me and i said hey let's let's call coach beamer we called coach beamer on a four-way call and let him know and he was he was exuberant i think you guys saw the interview about him screaming at outside in his house but it was that was a good feeling to to see that you know emotion come out of him yeah what 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 was beamer say like was it just like a Full out, just uh, primal yell or something. What what was Beamer doing? <laughs> I think he was in his house, and we had called him. And we're like, "What's up, Coach?" And you know, I think we got some good news for you. He's like, "Oh, really? Okay. What 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 is it?" We go, "Yep, we're, we're coming to South Carolina." So me and Stock said that, and he goes, "Are you serious? Are you serious?" He's like, "Don't don't be playing with me." And we're like, "Yeah, Coach. So we're, let's make it happen." And he, he got up, went outside. He goes, "Man, y'all didn't just make my day. You made my Christmas." So. <laughs> That was uh, a good feeling to to see that emotion come out of him. And that was the same day that y'all ended up, I guess, tweeting it out that night? Yeah, we tweeted it out that night. Yes, sir. Okay, cool, man. So, let, Spencer, let, let's move this thing forward. What um, I know you said you were getting back from, I guess, Minnesota. You've been uh, training. Yes, uh, when do you arrive at South Carolina officially as far as move-in? And what is the process, you know, going back these last couple of weeks and then moving forward the next couple of weeks? What, what are you doing to kind of get ready? Yeah, so I'll get out there um, early January and just, you know, try to find a place, you know, get settled in, uh, look around the city, feel it out, because I haven't been there yet. But I'll officially be there end of January, February 1st-ish. So I got about another month of hard work out here in Arizona. Um, It's good because we got the strength coaches at South Carolina uh, communicating with my strength coaches out here. So, um, you know, I got a good good group of people who uh, do a great job with working out and conditioning and quarterback coaches all that um so we we like to get work in four to five times a week and and just get as get as good as we can you know try to hit all those deficiencies and get ready for that that next step uh here in about a month going down there to columbia spencer when when you're working out you know four to five times a week you said i know you you train hard um what are those things that you mentioned you, you even use the word deficiencies like what is it that you're looking to do in the course of your training to kind of take your, your game up even another level next season? What, what are the things you're honing in on? Yes, sir. The main thing um, for me is just I want to create that explosiveness 
in my lower body to create that speed, create that movement on the field to where it's hard to be tackled. So you can extend plays and, and, and be more of a threat on the ground. You know, I've always been able to run, uh, but I think last year I, I, I didn't hit, you know, what I wanted to in the run game, man. That's something I'm taking to the next level this year. That's the plan. Uh, that's what the plan has been with uh, my tr- my trainers, um, everything. So that's the main thing is just hitting hitting that lower body, getting it explosive, getting that speed up, and then also the mental side of the game. You know, have to having to understand a whole new playbook and and lingo and offense. I'm gonna take the board work uh, for this next month and and you know get down this playbook and get as good as I can at it. Yeah, you you've talked earlier, Spencer, about just the pro style pro style scheme and. Uh, you know, going into this new playbook and, and stuff like that. I was wondering, what what do you want to show, like, NFL scouts on the field this year? What are kind of your motivating factors, um, you know, going into this season with, with South Carolina? My number one factor is just to help this team win games, help this team succeed. And, and that will continue to be my number one motivational factor all throughout the year. Um, the personal stuff, that'll that'll come with team success for everybody, not just me. So, uh, that'll stay as my number one factor is just making this team as good as we can uh, going in there, competing, learning, uh, creating those relationships with my guys. And uh, yeah, that's, that'll be the motivational factor all year. And going back to the scheme, Spencer, you know, you mentioned the board work and conversations with the staff. What have you been told to expect from the scheme? Like how much have you seen of, of what the staff has done, wants to do, and, and even just bringing you into the mix, maybe even some new things. Like, what what is there to expect offensively? Yeah, uh, to start, I mean, it's a whole different uh, communication at the line, a whole different communication with signals and stuff like that with this type of offense. Um, at Oklahoma, we, we, we did just a couple signals, and it was not typically pro-style, but this is more of a pro-style offense, as we all know, and the lingo and just how you control the huddle, to be in a huddle. Um, I'll be under center more, um, having to get those five steps, seven, uh, seven step and play action under centers down, uh, which shouldn't be too bad. You know, I've, I've trained that for a while with my quarterback coach, but obviously changing a whole new system in college, you're going to have to learn it. And uh, so I'd say those things are the main, um, you know, main factors into learning this playbook and how it'll be different. And also, you know, the progression based and how the progression base will be uh, in this offense. So just understanding that and getting with coach Satterfield and, you know, learning step-by-step, uh, step, you know, each play and each scheme. I know you uh, you, you mentioned Stog uh, earlier. Um, did, did the two of you get together and, and throw it all um, just uh, out there? Uh, like, are y'all going to see each other between now and, and when y'all arrive at Columbia? And uh, and also I was just wondering, we asked him what he – his scouting report of you. Can can you give us a little insight, a little scouting report of, uh, of Stogner? Yeah, for sure. Um, we might try to get together one time here uh, within this month and throw, but me and him already, you know, been connected for years now. So that connection should be all right. We'll work it when we get up there. But Stog as a player is just a, a total mismatch on the field. He's 6'6", about 250, 255. Um, he's really got his speed down. And, you know, ever since he got hurt, he's worked on that that knee and that lower half, and he's got very explosive and his routes are very crisp for somebody that big. Uh, he's a mismatch one-on-one. You could put it up. You know, in the end zone, I'm sure like a lot, a lot of you guys saw last year when he was playing. And uh, I mean, he, he, yeah, just a total mismatch. He reminds me of a Gronkowski type, uh, can just overpower you on his stride and catch the ball and get vertical. And people really don't want to tackle him up high. So I, I, one thing, though, I need to tell him to, to hurdle a little bit more. He needs to work on that hurdle game. 
<laughs> All right. So away from the field for, for this last one for me, Spencer, is I know football takes up most of your time, I, I would assume, right? Between training, playing, practicing during the year, academics, obviously at school as a college student athlete. But what does Spencer Rattler do in the little free time that you might have? Any hobbies, any non-football stuff that you like to get into? Yeah, for me, uh, when I'm not you know, playing football, practicing, working out. I'm usually just chilling at the house, watching Netflix or playing the game with my boys, uh, hang out with the guys and get some food, you know, really do anything. I, I'm not, I don't do too much. I'm not super special in that sense. I mean, um, yeah, really just kind of relax, rest, and, and just have a good time away from football. Yeah, you, you mentioned Netflix, so it jogged my memory, man. What what was that like being a high school kid, Um and have you know the netflix special like keep all i mean was that surreal like what was it like behind the scenes just kind of taking all that in as you know a high school kid that's a lot i'm sure to kind of go through at, at that point in like your you know your young life man yeah no i was i was a kid i was 16 17 years old um they were just having fun back then with, with me and, and the guys and you know really that's it was a, it was a good experience you know you learned a lot of things from it uh, but, yeah, I was young. I was having fun in high school with my guys. And, uh, yeah, so, it, you know, wasn't anything too crazy, too obsessive over. It was just – just was what it was. It was a good time. Yeah, man. So, um, uh, fi- final question we got here for you. Obviously, when you dropped the news on December 13th, um, I mean, you set Twitter on fire, at least as far as, like, Gamecock Twitter goes. What was that like to see the reaction from the fan base? And then uh, – Finally, we, we asked Dog the same thing. Do you have a message that you just want to deliver to South Carolina fans who have, like, supported you or looking forward to watching you play for, in person for the first time? Um, you know, if you look at the screen right now, what would you want to tell those Gamecock fans who are, are going to come watch you play this year? Yeah, I, w- I would tell, you know, our fans that you're getting a guy who's going to go 110% every time he's on the field, going to be a loyal teammate, you know, support his guys, go compete every second on that field and, and hopefully help the team win and succeed. That, that's, that's the main thing. Uh, this year, the goal is to keep the main thing, the main thing. And, and that's what we're going to do. So uh, we're going to get better. We're going to grind. We're going to become a unit. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to create those relationships and be a great teammate with these guys and have some fun. He is Spencer Rattler. This has been a Garnet Trust exclusive with Spencer Rattler presented by our good friends at 360 Clean. We appreciate 360 Clean making this happen. They are uh, the folks that uh, that made this possible. So shout out to them. Shout out to Spencer for taking some time. Um, enjoyed the 20 minutes, man. Enjoy getting to know you. And uh, we'll see you in Columbia, okay, man? Yes, sir. See you guys in Columbia. is here.
Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-427 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York. 